Found the intersection of faith and the culture. This is Wall Builders Live, where we're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach, and I'm here with David Barton. He's America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders. Tim Barton, he's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders, and you. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you being a part of the program. Appreciate you being a person of action. If you haven't been up until this point, today is the day. If you have, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines, so we're going to ask you to get involved, make a difference, give of your lives, your fortunes, and your sacred honor. Your life is your time. Your fortunes, yes, that's your money, absolutely. Your sacred honor, honor, stand up, speak truth, stand for honor in your community. There's so much that you can do. Each and every one of us has a role to play, and we're asking you to participate in that. A couple of ways you can participate today, right there at our website, wallbuilderslive.com. Simply share the program with your friends and family. Just take the links and send them out. Then you can make a donation. Uh, that can be one time or monthly. It can be small. It can be big. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, it helps to multiply this program and to amplify its voice and to get to more people and teach them truth and equip and inspire them. So God bless you for being a part of that. All right, David and Tim, we got Chad Conley coming up here in a little bit after the break. He's, uh, of course, faith wins all over the nation with you right now, David. Y'all are covering a lot of ground, a lot of good news to talk about, but also some things getting uncovered, like some of these fake news sites uh, out there that the left is trying to use to make it look like they're local news sites. So we're going to cover both of those topics with Chad when we come back on. But uh, but just a, just a shout-out to, to you guys for the incredible road trips that y'all have been pulling off over the last year. I don't know how many cities you've hit. But you've met a lot of pastors and a lot of folks that are getting involved because y'all are doing that American Restoration Tour. Yeah, there's been thousands and thousands of pastors. Um, we're pretty much in a different state every day with two or three pastors meetings every day and then a different state. So in recent weeks, it's been 24 states. I think there's 132 of these meetings we've, we've had uh, just in, in recent months. There's a lot going on. Uh, we certainly are seeing a lot of energetic activity in in the areas where that it's possible to to really see a shift politically and we're finding guys get involved that have never before been involved never wanted to be involved uh, they're getting in there so it, it's very favorable very positive and it, you know even we, we thought talking to chat about some of these these fake news sites it's interesting to me that even on the national news that cnn just called out the democrat national committee for going after four Republicans in congressional races and claiming that they want 100% abortions, they want you know Roe v. Wade to, to be gone, they want a national abortion ban. And CNN, of all places, said, well, that's really not true. As a matter of fact, the one up in Connecticut is actually pro-abortion, and the other three don't want a federal abortion ban. They personally oppose abortion, but they think it should be up to the states. So it's really kind of strange that, that this stuff is coming out now, and even CNN is jumping on board. But the, the fake news stuff where that it's it looks like it's from a local news source and therefore we tend to trust it more and yet it, it's really national folks trying to feed down into that um, that's been really one of the more progressive liberal approaches and it's just interesting that's coming out now in time to make a difference in the election for people to be able to decide independently but aside from that man what, what we're seeing with voter registration and churches and uh, for pastors getting engaged and, and people out it really is well, David, uh, of course, our listeners can tell you're out there on the road right now, in fact, with uh, Faith Winds doing more events. Tell us a little bit about this road yeah, trip. Yeah, we're in California right now, and it's interesting. Uh, on the national websites, there's two to three battleground seats in California. 
and just talking to the pastor who's been working with other pastors all over the state, as well as pastors in Nevada and, and some of these battleground areas, he said, hey, watch on election night and see if there are about eight seats that flip in California rather than just two or three. Uh, so they really are seeing things that are not showing up. And we have certainly watched national polls be not at all. We've seen probably for four election now, national polls have missed it sometimes in double digits, and they just don't correct. And that seems to be kind of a propaganda tool for them. But we were just up in Wisconsin, and national polls show it neck and neck up there. And yet we just got word that the Democrats have pulled all their funding out of all those ads up there because they feel like that those seats are already decided. So clearly there's polling going on that is very different from what we're hearing nationally. Uh, Democrats clearly are not going to waste their money. And, and so they're pulling out of some Wisconsin races because they think they've lost them. And so this pastor was just saying, hey, watch for about eight, eight seats flipping in California on election wow. night, which if that were to happen, you know, that, that's a real bombshell. But that's the kind of stuff that we're seeing on the road. You know, we won't know what it looks like till election night, but it's certainly positive things right now. And, and tomorrow we're in Nevada and doing several things in Nevada. There's a bunch of, of seats that could flip there, including uh, the U.S. Senate seat. So there's just a lot of battlegrounds still up in the air. And if, if godly people show up and vote their values, uh, we could we could really have a good election this year. Tim, I was thinking about the fake news sites at the local level and, and a way to counter that. And I guess we all have at our fingertips uh, the ability to be a news source for our friends and family and other people if we'll just use those sources. So all the social media tools, just getting the word out, being willing to speak, you can counter some of these things the left is doing. Yeah, Rick, it's so important that we do use whatever means at our disposal to try to reach out and get our friends. With that being said, you know, this is one of the challenges as well, that uh, what we are, kind of the article we're highlighting today or some of the stories we wanted to highlight today with Chad Connolly was that there are people out there using these same tools, these same platforms to spread disinformation. They're using the internet, they're using social media, they're writing actual fake news stories, trying to sway and influence what's going on. And in the midst of trying to sway and influence what's going on, this is where we, as much as we want our voice to be heard, it reminds me a little bit of how we have to balance and check this. It reminds me of kind of the origins of nonsense. If you go back to France, uh, I want to say it's the 1600s, uh, around that time frame, and the idea of the word nonsense, France said, look, you have your senses, right? You, you can see things and you can smell things and you can touch things and taste things. But if if it's outside of your normal senses, then it's nonsense and you shouldn't believe things that you cannot confirm with your own sight, with your own hearing, with your, that if you can't touch it, if you can't taste it, right? If you can't personally feel it, then you should disregard it. And this is one of the challenges as we even navigate this, this social media kind of world is we have to be careful that we're not being misled by things that are fake news, that are actual nonsense. It's not real things. It didn't really happen. People are being dishonest. And, and, and you're right, Rick, part of how we can combat that is make sure that we are able to communicate with our friends and let our friends know some of the truth and reality of what's going on in the culture. All right, guys, well, let's let's get this first hand from Chad Conley, uh, Faith Wins, uh, and we'll have links to the website. This is actually, you know, a, a tool not just for this election, but for next year as well. So really want you to pay attention today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wobblers Live. This is Tim Barton from Wobblers with another moment from American history. Founding fathers John Adams and Thomas Jefferson originally worked closely together, but later became ardent opponents. This troubled Dr. Benjamin Rush, a signer of the Declaration, who knew both of them very well. 
In the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5.18 tells us that God has given each of us the ministry of reconciliation. Dr. Rush believed this and set out to bring the two back together. It took a while, but Adams and Jefferson once again became close friends. And looking back on his role in helping bring about this reconciliation, Dr. Rush stated, It will give me pleasure, as long as I live, to reflect that I have been in any degree instrumental in affecting this reunion of two souls destined to be dear to each other and motivated with the same dispositions to serve their country, though in different ways. For more information about Dr. Benjamin Rush and his other remarkable achievements, go to wallbuilders.com. Hey guys, we want to let you know about a new resource we have here at Wall Builders called The American Story. For years, people have been asking us to do a history book, and we've finally done it. We start with Christopher Columbus and go roughly through Abraham Lincoln. And one of the things that, that so often we hear today are about the imperfections of America, or how so many people in America that used to be celebrated or, or honored really aren't good or honorable people. One of the things we acknowledge quickly in the book is that the entire world is full of people who are sinful and need a savior because the Bible even tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet what we see through history and certainly is evident in America is how a perfect God uses imperfect people and does great things through them. The story of America is not the story of perfect people, but you see time and time again how God got involved in the process and used these imperfect people to do great things that impacted the entire world from America. To find out more, go to wallbuilders.com and check out The American Story. Welcome back to Wall Builders Live. Thanks for staying with us today. Always good to have Chad Connolly with us. Chad, God bless you, brother. I know you're running like crazy. You and David are all over the nation right now and just thrilled with what you're doing with Faith Wins. But uh, had to get some input from you on all of these uh, fake local news sites. So anyway, thanks for some time, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the program. Rick, you're awesome. You're one of my heroes. You know that. And, man, we're just trying to stand on the shoulders of giants. But I'll tell you what, traveling with David and Cheryl has been phenomenal. We're in New Hampshire today. We're in South Florida yesterday. We're going to end up with about 132 of these meetings from February to Election Day Oof. in 24 states, Rick. And I'm telling you, man, we, as, as, as tired and exhausting as it can be traveling, we are watching an awakening of the American church that is firing us up, brother. So we're energized. Well, okay, just between you and me and a few hundred thousand of our closest friends, okay, we won't tell anybody else, but have you found what I find, because I think you and I are close to the same age, and David's just a little bit older than us, but I have, I cannot keep up with the man. I I, I can remember chasing him in the metro in D.C., and this was like 20 years ago, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm a young guy, and he's, well, he's not as young as I am, let's just put that, and I cannot keep up with the guy. Have you found that traveling around the country? <laughs> he He's amazing. He really is. He has he is the Energizer Bunny. People have called me the Energizer Bunny, and he makes me look I'm sitting still. And, um, but, yeah, they're, they're amazing. And I'll tell you, we did Lexington and Concord today, Rick. Oh, wow. And doing that with America's greatest living Christian historian. Oh, wow. I've done it before, but it was really special. And now we're in New Hampshire. We actually added these meetings only a couple weeks ago. We're, we're trying, as an organization, to be nimble and be places where we know that Christian vote and voices can make an impact, and this is a new one of those spots. I, I, you know, and I know we got another topic to get to, but I, I love hearing the reports of, of what's happening on the ground out there and all the pastors that y'all have, have talked to and, and, and congregations. Get, just give me a feel for the temperature and the response of people as you bring truth to their communities and give them action steps on what they can do about it. Well, and you you nailed the right thing. I, and I could tell a story in every single state. I'll give you the one from Wisconsin two weeks ago. We got there, 1,200-person church. A uh, guy was saved later in life, was a self-described 
uh, Hellion had tattoos in both arms, totally tattooed up. He said, hey, Chad, we're happy to have you here. I'm a little skeptical about this whole thing, but your buddy who works on your team asked me, and I love him, and so I'm going to let you use this church. We had about 125 people there that day, mostly pastors, some wives, certainly the pro-family and pro-life groups were there. But this pastor, I said, well, pastor, what are you skeptical about? He said, well, just the whole political thing. I said, well, pastor, we don't want you to be political. He said, really? What, what do you want? I said, we just want you to be biblical. Amen. And he said, well, what, what do you mean? I said, Pastor, I hope you can stick around for my talk in David's, because I think you'll see that life is not a political issue, and marriage is not a political issue, nor Israel or religious liberty. But for that matter, human trafficking coming across the border, those aren't political issues. Those are spiritual issues that have been politicized by the media to make us be suppressed and get discouraged. And the truth is, we ought to treat them as political issues. Even if they've been politicized, we shouldn't treat them as political. We ought to treat them as spiritual. Mm. And therefore, we ought to engage this culture like Jesus told us in Matthew 5. The guy stayed the whole time, Rick. He stayed through my 15, 16 minutes. He stayed through David's you know, 50, 55-minute talk. He comes up to me afterwards, grabs me by the arm. He said, Chad, I get it. I want to. He stayed for the whole thing. I, he wasn't going to do that, right? He said, I want to be ground zero for everything you're doing in Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, brother, I can tell those stories all day long. You, get, you name a state, we've been there. People are coming around. They're waking up. They see what's going on. What we're trying to do is tell them, look, we don't want to come and tell you how to do things. We want to come alongside you and partner and give you the tools and resources you need to, number one, register everybody in your church to vote. Number two, teach them to vote biblical values. That's it. We don't need you to charge the beach at D-Day, but we do need you to register. Everybody vote in your church and to make sure they vote biblical values, and don't leave a stone unturned. Make sure they all vote. Amen. Oh, my goodness. So good, so good. Faithwins.org is the website, folks. Faithwins.org. You can see the dates coming up and and uh, where Chad and David are going to be. And and also, man, start thinking about 2023, folks. You ought to bring them in. I don't even know, Chad, I might be speaking out of turn. I don't know what y'all's plans no. are, but as successful as this has been, I hope we see this in every community across the country over the next year or two. Um, just uh, God's favor is all over it, and you, and you see it in the response. And, of course, a lot more at Faith Wins, action steps, uh, resources, um, all kinds of things you can get there. So even if Chad and David have not been to your town or not coming this year, there's still a lot of great things you can get at the website, faithwins.org. Um, and, and Chad, I've, I've lost count. I mean, I don't know how many churches y'all been to. Um, it, 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 it's phenomenal. But I really do. I feel this just turning point happening right now where – People are awake that have never, you know, never been involved before. Uh, as you said, they're learning that it's not political, it's biblical, it's spiritual. So just a really, really exciting time uh, to be alive. Let's talk ground game. Let's talk about some of the yeah. uh, sort of blocking and tackling of, of what's so important here. Y'all were also very involved in the Virginia victories because of the ground game and getting people to, to be poll watchers and, and just involved in the— the stuff that, honestly, Chad, we've always kind of, most people tend to think of as boring, right? It's not the, it's not the most exciting part of the quote-unquote process, and, and, and we ignored it for too long, and the left dominated in those areas. You guys are turning that around. We saw that happen in Virginia, but you're also doing this in other states across the country, while the left is also finding new ground game areas, which is what takes us to this fake news thing uh, with these local sites. So um, I'm asking you two questions at once here. One, the ground game. How can people get involved in that if they want to volunteer and be a poll watcher or whatever it might be? And two, and, and then after we hit that one, then let's 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 hit this fake news thing before I let you go. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely, brother. What happened when we started getting churches involved in Virginia? And, you know, we targeted 10 house districts to say, look, let's turn out the church vote. We didn't try to compete with Richmond or right outside of D.C. We, we found 10 house districts, and we said we're going to run up the score. 
So we found 312 churches that did voter registration. Our team counted and measured 77,000 new Christians voted. And of course, a guy named Youngkin won by 65,000 or about 0.6%. Wow. With the politicos would understand elections are won on margins and the pastors are the best path to reach those people that are non-voting in churches. But what happened, Rick, is our people got so excited. We were on the ground for 10 months. In fact, when I started in January, all the political experts, my buddies from D.C., mocked me. You can't make a difference in Virginia. It doesn't matter. And I said, well, you know what? Hide in the bushes and watch because we're going to. And we, didn't, we just want to get Christians involved. The poll watching became – it took on a life its own, Rick. They said, what can we do? And I said, well, people are worried about uh, voter integrity. Let's see how many election commissions we can go visit. So pastors and Sunday school classes went to 44 counties. There's over 100 counties in Virginia, and we didn't have the bandwidth for all of them. And we ended up recruiting out of those 312 churches, 1,343 poll watchers. Over 200 became sworn election officers, which is a higher level in the state of Virginia. And we found stuff. We found one person registered 27 times, another place. 17 people registered from the same address. They called me and said, Chad, what do you think? I said, it's a big house. But why don't you run by there? It was a field, Rick. It was Uh a field. And so just because there were Christian eyeballs in the process, we found so much stuff. Now, our team only looked through about 3,000 votes because we didn't, like I said, we didn't have the bandwidth. And I told them two things. Look for places where more than six people registered or if somebody over 100 reg- uh, registered. Not that somebody over 100 couldn't vote, but if they're 135, we'd like to meet them kind of thing. <laughs> right. 5.2% of the ones we looked at were fraudulent votes, and we had them. We just took them to the election commission. These were churches, though. And the great thing was the media and the left couldn't beat them up because they were from some group. They were from Calvary Baptist or Community Grace or whatever else down mm. the street. It was normal, everyday, taxpaying, God-fearing, patriotic, flag-waving Americans who said, I want to be a part of fixing what's going on out there. I want to be eyeballs on the process. So we're seeing that everywhere. We're actually recruiting poll watchers all over the country right now. We're very active in eight states. You can probably pick them out. It's uh, Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona. But I got a call Friday. Hey, do you have any pastors in Maryland? Well, sure enough, I got buddies there. In fact, a, a lady had heard me on Jim Garlow's radio show talking about this. She took it upon herself. That lady has recruited 280 poll watchers in Maryland. I talked to her Friday. And so I just talked to the guy, the election integrity people nationally, and I told him, yeah, we can get you people in any state because there are people in churches who are just begging, what can I do to help? What can I do? So they can go to faithwins.org and hit our Take Action tab. And if they put in, there's a QR code if you're in person, but all you got to do is fill in your email. We will have a pastor, somebody on our team will call you and make sure you're slotted to the right precinct and the county and get you training. We're not trying to do all the training. We're not trying to teach people the different nuance, the laws of the various states. We're just making sure there are Christian eyeballs in the process in every aspect. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to get, I'm going to throw out some numbers here. A million new faith voters, 12,000 churches involved or more, 20,000 plus pastors engaged, all 50 states engaged, 200 plus in-person events. I'm I'm tired just reading the list, Chad. Okay, before I let you go, the topic I was supposed yeah. to be asking you about, yeah, uh, yeah. I got too excited. So these uh, these local, apparently there's this uh, there's this, this this creation of all these local news sites that are actually coming from essentially one source and five or six uh, writers, and they're and they're essentially trying to influence what's going on locally and make it look like this is local reporting. Well, I, help us understand this part of the ground game and what they're doing out there. 
Yeah, we think it's kind of the, the once the bots got discovered, and we found out there weren't 11 kabillion followers of some <laughs> of these Hollywood stars and politicians. Um, I think that they've reverted to an old school kind of thing where there are people literally writing stories, generating stories from one or two or five sources, and they're placing those locally. And it is as a it's a new form of voter suppression, Rick. You know, conservatives and Christians get accused of voter suppression because they want to show a picture ID. You got to have a picture ID to get on a plane. You got to have a picture ID to get in the federal building. But they think it's some horrible thing to have a picture ID to go do one of the most sacred acts of an American citizen. That is exercise your right to vote. And so they're trying everything they can to discourage people like me and you, Christians, people who believe in the Bible, from going and voting their values. I believe that's what it's all about. And they know that it's a head fake. It's a fake out. It's a planting of dishonest information. But let's face it, the last two and a half years, we've faced quite a bit of that. And, and what's the best way for people to recognize it? Or is there, or can they bring attention to it? Or, or, or what do you think should be done on yeah, I think that what we got to do, and I told my Sunday school this, just uh, Sunday school class this a few weeks ago, we got to be more discerning about what we're reading and mm. digesting as news. Yeah. And then we ought to have a better discernment model, right, as Christians. We ought to be better. They ought to be getting it from Wall Builders or Victory News or, you know, there's a great conservative Christian organization, CNS. Town Hall's got good stuff on it. There's There are plenty of conservative sources they can check. I think the way to find out about a story is to get two original sources. Don't go with just what you read. Don't go with what you read on Twitter. Don't even go with what you read on uh, some conservative site. See if you can find two sources that actually quote original documents or original people, not quoting somebody who quoted somebody who quoted somebody and has been passed down. David's taught us that, and you guys at Wall Builders have modeled that for us. Get original sourcing. Don't just believe what somebody pontificates or thinks. So we as Christians have to be more discerning and check out what we're reading, what we're digesting, and what we're believing. That's good. That's good. All right, brother. Well, God bless you, man. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. Faithwins.org is the place to learn more. Chad Conley, God bless you, bro. Hey, love you, brother. Appreciate you, Rick. God bless, man. Keep fighting. What a warrior, folks. What a warrior. I'm telling you, making a huge difference out there. That was Chad Conley. Stay with us. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders, 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. We're back here, Wobblers Live. Thanks for staying with us, and thanks to Chad Conley for joining us today. Uh, back with David and Tim. And Tim, you know, man, I mean, all the ground that's being covered right now, this is an investment not just in this 2022 election. This is for going forward because these pastors and churches, I, I think, will stay involved. They, they're going to see some good results, and they're going to realize this duty is, is theirs, and we could see this for several elections to come. I think there's no doubt about it. One of the things I think is also important, uh, one of the messages we've been trying to share and encourage with pastors along the way is, 
as you look at the kind of the, the story of the American Revolution, the American Revolution, there were hundreds of battles, and really some of them were skirmishes. It kind of it matters how we define battle a little bit. But George Washington, I think he was a part of 17 battles in the American Revolution. He only won six of those. So George Washington lost more than he won, and he was barely a part of a small fraction of them, and yet the Americans won the Revolution. But if you look at the several hundred battles and skirmishes that took place during the American Revolution, the Americans lost the majority of those battles, but they ended up winning the war. And this is the significant thing we, we, we try to help people understand. As you get engaged, you might lose a skirmish here and there, right? As, as, as we're encouraging off of these states, man, get involved, make a difference. There's going to be some states, we see some major battles won, some major victories. There's going to be some states that it, we might not win the battles we're trying to win, but if we will stay engaged, we can ultimately end up winning the war. We do now have a blueprint that we recognize it is effective. It does work. It's something that we have seen already in Virginia. We're now seeing unveiled, I think Chad said it was 24 states uh, that dad, you and, and Chad have been in. And so just, it really is encouraging how many pastors are getting involved. We talked about it often, kind of this notion of a great awakening that God is waking people up. We are in the middle of an awakening and we just need to be encouraged that just because we might not win this initial battle where we are doesn't mean we can't win the war in the long term. The American Revolution went on for years and years and years. We lost the majority of battles, but we won the war because Americans stayed involved. They acted locally and they made a difference where they were. Well, friends, we've given you a lot of action items today. You know, first of all, just participate in the American Restoration Tour. If it's coming to your city, then make sure that you show up. Or you'll have a great time, I promise you. But also, you can help to bring it to your city next year. So get on the website, get on the email list, become engaged. You know, another thing you can do on a regular basis is become a Constitution coach. Start hosting a Biblical Citizenship in Modern America class right there in your home, in your living room. Uh, bring people over. You'll have great fellowship. The videos, I promise you, will be encouraging. People will find hope, and they will find action items, things they can do to make a difference. I find that many people today, they realize there's something wrong. They realize the culture is crumbling. They're looking around going, okay, now what do I do to make a difference? And we have the answers. God's Word has all the answers for everything we're facing, and including the action steps, how we should act as the church, how we should act as, as believers. And that's what we teach in those courses. So I encourage you to become a coach today. You can do that at patriotacademy.com. Just sign up to be a coach. It's free, and we give away the classes for free. So your students get to take the class for free as well. It's a great opportunity to build camaraderie, to build community. Whether you host a class at your home or your church or wherever, we just encourage you to get a class going. Lots of things you can do. Make sure you get engaged, folks. Let's save this country. Thanks for listening to Wall Life. We stand undivided forever.